Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Sweet mother of Jesus. Yes, that was a leprechaun. Martin Short, apparently, as a leprechaun. Uh, the show is called Schmigadoon. Uh, new episodes every Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. James Dempsey joins us uh, once again. Uh, please tell me this has its tongue in its cheek. Definitely, yes. yes. So, I have to admit, uh, the, the one thing I think a lot of, like, millennial viewers or listeners whatever won't be aware of I don't think they'll get that it's a pun on Brigadoon right yes. which yes. I only know because <laughs> Trim Musical Society did it in the 90s so I saw it once one of right. my favourite productions <laughs> but um, this is a, a kind of like a, a very much a tongue in cheek pastiche of particularly golden age musicals mm. right and it comes from um, two guys named Cinco Paul and Ken Dario who have made every not Pixar movie you've ever brought your children to see in the cinema. That is to say, Despicable Me, The Secret Life of Pets and various different okay. Dr. Seuss yeah. spin-offs. And I would say if you th- like if if you sort of think of those movies as being like not Pixar movies, so you definitely go see them, but do you remember them later on? <laughs> this kind of is in, in that vein as well. Now, it is funny, definitely. It's only half an hour long. I chuckled my way through the first two episodes that were made available. I'm looking forward to finishing it as we go through. I think there might be only six in the whole season because obviously this is a huge production to put together a, a original musical every single week. But I can't say that the first two episodes were absolute knockouts either, right? Like, it was a lot of, uh, you know, the, none of the jokes was particularly cutting or or mean or, 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 or ruthlessly funny either, right? And that's kind of where it fell down for me. I kind of wanted it to have a bit more of an edge to it. It was all just a bit too soppy Golden Age musical. But <laughs> to give you a bit more about the plot. So it has Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peele. Uh, definitely a face people will recognise if you don't know his name. He plays Josh. You have Cecily Strong, who is one of like, a, one of, you know, <laughs> one of SNL's main players. I think she she might be leaving SNL at this point, but again, you would have seen her in a million, you know, YouTube videos for sure, SNL over yeah. the last 10 years. And they're both these two New York doctors who fall in love at a vending machine and then four years later find themselves in a bit of a rut. And in order to get over that, they take this hike in the woods and end up in the all musical, all singing, all dancing <laughs> village of Schmigadoon. Of course they do. Where they inevitably get trapped until they find true love, right? And this is the whole premise of the show. Each episode is only half an hour long. And I think what is most evident here is that Apple money is behind this, right? Because uh, like those are, I mean, they're, you know, they're, they're two big names to be leading a show like this. But then the rest of the cast is also everyone who's ever been in SNL, but also Kristen Chenoweth and Alan Cumming and uh, uh, big Broadway names that, you know, I would recognise from movie musicals, but I wouldn't necessarily know their name off at Mm. the tip of my tongue. And then like even Jane Krakowski, Martin Short will be appearing in various uh, like minor roles as well. The sets are meticulously decorated in this kind of like faux 1950s golden musical golden age musical style whereby even as they're entering Schmigadoon they comment like why are the trees fake you know like (laughs) it's a very knowing winking acknowledgement of these kinds of musicals the problem is I don't know I mean certainly there are plenty of people out there who love these kind of golden age musicals but 
the tr- they, they don't you don't see them on TV anymore. I mean, when mm. was the last time you saw? I know there is a movie of Brigadoon, but when was the last time you saw The King and I or or anything yeah. on TV? I, like, I just don't quite know where Apple's viewership, who I would assume... Well, maybe with the thinking of that Ryan Gosling thing where they were saying... Oh, La La Land, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. Uh, but this is, I mean, this is definitely drawing a direct, like, line to those movies in terms of style, right? Yeah. In in how it how it looks, the characterizations, the, like, corniness of the, of the songs. I mean, there is a song, I can't remember if it's the first or second episode, called Corn Puddin', where <laughs> they just talk about Corn Puddin' for about two, three minutes, and it's, it's silly and it's sappy, but it's never ruthless, and I kind of yeah. l- would have liked it just to have kind of to land its punches a bit a bit more than it did. Because I, but, uh, it, a lot of the time, though, these kind of you know, it's 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 gently teasing this kind of, but at this, beneath that, there has to be a bit of love for it to work. Actually, I agree. Oh, I think there is love for it, right? I yeah. think I think all the players involved are big Broadway people, right? Or certainly big comedy people. I mean, the executive producer is Lauren Michaels, who is the, you know, the puppet master of the whole SNL industrial complex, right? Mm. But um, I I kind of looked at it and I thought of of comparing it to the likes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I really, really liked, right? Which is another contemporary musical show. Mm. And kind of what's different about it is uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is doing pastiches of different pop or rock or whatever, you know, types of music every single week, right? I mean, you can very clearly sometimes tell what bands or what kind of song even they're aping when they do it. But it's always changing. Whereas, I don't know if this has legs, right? I don't know if I'm going to want to watch three seasons of Schmigadoon, yeah, if you get yeah. me, right? When you say they're trapped in the... Vi- like, are they locked in a basement or, or how does that work? <laughs> well, they, they can't get back over the magical bridge that appeared uh, to allow them in and suddenly it won't allow them out and that's it. Right, okay. But everyone's tremendously nice there and everything. Everyone is, is tremendous. Yeah, you know, everyone is is this sort of like... <laughs> quasi nineteen nineteen hundreds meets nineteen fifties attitude of, yeah. of every like you you have Victorian Victorian styling in the clothing, but yet everyone is like it's a completely multiracial cast, and it's all and they even <laughs> acknowledge that throughout you know is because obviously at the beginning the pair of them don't think that they're in a real mu- you know a real musical trap mm. right where I I guess I just want to be a bit more surprised going forward like I hope it I hope it takes risks rather than following every line I kind of think I can begin to see it is going to take. Yeah. Though you see, they're like, they are, they're in there, they're trapped. Obviously, there's going to be a storyline about their relationship. But like, is that it in terms of, or, or is it more episodic then between the two episodes you saw? There's an, an and, interior and, story Well, in no, one. as in it was just a development of that as a story. Yeah. And I, I, that's all I see it, go, that's all I see it going, going forward. Okay. And, and, and because of that, I don't see it like how you know if if we get to season three of Schmigadoon <laughs> is it going to be inside specific or it's like... going to be like lost yeah. again isn't it <laughs> no one will understand what the hell's going on right we'll move on to our second show of the day it is Anna Geary's Why Girls Quit Sport uh, it's on Thursday 9.30 on RT2 or you can catch up uh, on the RT player if you like living dangerously here's a clip so I gave up swimming when I was 12 because the swimming that I used to do you'd have to uh be still in primary school to do it but I thought that I didn't need to go on to do more swimming lessons when I already knew how to swim. I enjoyed the swimming but I didn't like having to walk home in the cold or anything like that. The only sport that I do is walking and that's not even a sport. So, Because I don't like having to go out in the cold. I hate being in the cold. 
I'd rather be at home with my water bottle, sitting in my bed, relaxing. Yeah. So I'd rather do like home ec or even Irish or maths, anything other than PE. There you go. That's uh, working can be a sport. Uh, that's Anna, Anna Geary's Why Girls Quit Sport. Uh, obviously, it's about more than sport then, I imagine. Yes and no. I think uh, this is a very, very interesting idea for a documentary that kind of falls down a little bit for me just in terms of its execution. Because I do think it is an interesting topic. I teach in a girls school, so I'm used to working with teenage girls and and knowing about their lives and interests, etc. But I do think it was very useful for for Orti and for Anna Geary to present this this you know to to contemporary Ireland what it is to be a teenage girl and have them speak for themselves and offer up opinions about you know body issues and social media and mm. phone usage even sleep patterns how they <laughs> how they don't like being out in the cold yeah. these kind of things you don't ever hear in Irish TV because when do you ever hear a 13 year old girl from Ringsend talking to the viewing public right very 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 rarely so all that I thought was very very interesting for me, the issue was more that uh, it became less about why do girls quit sport and more about this GAA team put together. And it was sort of like the, the kind of the rubric behind the show is that Anna Geary goes to Ringsend College and she says, I'm going to set up this GAA team and get you girls training. And that's definitely interesting as well. Right. But it's for me, the more far, far more interesting thing is talking to the girls about why aren't you doing this? Like, you you know, and and. What I will also say, a definite credit to Anna Geary is she has a very good rapport with the girls on the team when she's at the training. She talks to them, you know, very respectfully and interestedly and definitely wins them over to her side, which is a very difficult thing <laughs> that mm. not everybody can do. So big credit to her. But then, you know, she would go off and be interviewing these various academics and experts and other sportswomen about why girls quit sport. And none of those people are the girls who have quit sport. Right? Yeah. They're either women who've excelled at the top level of Irish sport professionally or amateurly, or they're academics who are studying it. And really, what this show has that none of those people have is the authentic voice, right? It had these, has this group of I don't know, 20, I think. I think 20 is exactly the number she said they needed to get. 20 teenage girls from Ringsend who are funny and interesting and well able to talk up for themselves. So I wanted more of them, to be honest with you. Mm. I wanted more of the students. Now, I also appreciate that when this went into production, it was February 2020. And then March comes (laughs) along and they tease that in the first episode. And I I guess I'm intrigued to see where it goes. Uh, And I kind of what I really hope we see in the next episode is that they kept in touch with the girls and sort of spoke to them about their pandemic experience, because I would like to, you know, you know, I was on the one I was on one side of the like of the screen during lockdown teaching. I'd I'd like to hear (laughs) I'd like to hear what it was like a bit more on the other side of it. So it's worthy. It's interesting. It doesn't quite stick the landing for me in terms of execution but honestly well worth checking out uh, does it answer its own question <laughs> not so much in the first episode right yeah. uh, it definitely oh, well I guess it's a multi-episode show yes. so they're not going <laughs> to answer it and then you don't bother watching the rest <laughs> right. of it. Uh, it it puts forward some some ideas definitely it suggests that like girls today are very worried about their image they're very worried about uh, kind of it puts forward this idea that it is such a crippling fear to embarrass yourself at a time where that can be 
recorded and sent around the mm. entire school and therefore the easiest way to avoid it is just not bother. And and that's a very worrying place for any school to be in and it is, it is I would imagine it is a position that almost every single school in the country finds itself in currently trying to get students to overcome this like overwhelming sense of anxiety right and anxiety both re, you know, not, real isn't the right term both both sort of uh, in terms of a serious mental health problem but yeah. also just being a teenager angst yeah. we'll say and your that feelings about how you're being perceived exactly all yes all those kinds of things uh, right okay well yeah a very interesting concept and yeah how many of them are there in, in I actually don't know that off yeah. the top of my head right okay right we'll uh, move on to our uh, third show of the day it is This Way Up all season uh, all episodes of season two uh, are now streaming on all four I think it's uh, available on Sky On Demand as well here's a clip Desiree, uh, this is Anya, this is Roman, who is uh, Etienne's uh, chaperone for the trip. Desiree, get Rosetta Stone over here. <laughs> um, and please look after him, he's very precious to us. I'm not a baby, I can have gone on my own. But then you would have looked like a sad little Harry Potter on the train on your own, so... <laughs> now you want to say goodbye to your parents? Oh, oh I'm, I'm not here. Oh, she's not. Yes, so... Um, uh, and also, I'm uh, just with you, I'm too young. It would have been one of those town scandal pregnancies you know right. does that make me old aged richard oh, okay well like a cheat like a cheddar you know like oh, an aged cheddar. really hoping you're gonna say a nice bottle of wine <laughs> Right, that's uh, uh, This Way Up. Uh, I've seen the first episode uh, and it was actually nice because in the first one was like she was a bit of a screw up and everything Mm. was terrible and it's not, it hasn't, it's developed her character. Definitely, I I would say season two is about character development, Mm. particularly of Ashling B's Anya. And I really, really liked this way up season one and I really like season two as well. My, My biggest issue with it is actually almost that it's so slight, right? There's only six episodes, there's only 23 minutes each that you can watch it all in one sitting. And oh, I did watch it all in one sitting the last time and that was 2019. And that was a long time ago. I kind yeah. of <laughs> forgotten some of the stuff. Seems that. like a long time ago, that's for <laughs> sure. True. Um, and I had forgotten some of the stuff, but I guess I could always have gone back and watched the whole thing again. Uh, I, what I really, really liked about this is, but prior to This Way Up, I was not particularly... Uh, a, a fan or dislike her of Ashley B's comedy it was always just sort of middle mm. of the road for me I didn't really mind either way and I think this is excellent kind of from her I think the writing is very funny and the performances have this great lightness to them they're very kind of naturalistic even though this is a sitcom that's written and there's a couple of times where I'm watching it and I'm sort of thinking like is this just a bit of ad-libbing between her and Sharon Horgan? Yeah, I know that's because, uh, you know, I'd be looking at it and I was going, I wonder do either of them actually, does Ashling B or Sharon, I know Sharon Horgan's loaded brothers, do either of them have sisters? Because like they, you could, if you didn't know who they were, you go, these are actual sisters, the way they ban- bounce off Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and her with Tobias Menzies, who is Richard, we heard in the clip, there's a, there's a bit even just after that where they start waving and she makes this joke and he, he, he just starts laughing and I can't tell if she wrote it or if she just came up with it off the cuff yeah. but either way what you get from this show is the sense that everyone involved really likes being in it yes. right? <laughs> that they are very uh, like the, the the chemistry between everyone is excellent and because of that it's it's just funny and warm and rich to watch now it's also a show about a woman Anya who uh, has has periods of depression and uh, you know and mental health problems that's where you we get particularly mm. in the first season not so much of that this time around although one episode definitely dedicated towards a spell of it but all in all what I liked about it was you 
you get to see her developing professionally. You get to see her personal life developing beyond her relationship with her sister while her own sister's life is kind of beginning to fall apart. Unravel, yeah. Unravel slowly. But there was a really good scene in one of the episodes where she she meets uh, Richard, her her kind of paramour's friend, and they really hit it off. And to say anything more about what happens later in the episode would be mm. a huge spoiler. But it's this very clever moment of character development where you... Uh, you're a fly on the wall in a conversation and it just is really it's really really interesting how it's played out and where it goes or if it goes anywhere and that's kind of just honestly my biggest issue is this as I, I watched it in one sitting and I yeah, happily watch another too short yeah. I, I'm outraged <laughs> the, I, I thought the first episode the uh, not to give too much away but the scene where they're in bed and she ends up crying was just like was I was you know, it was brilliant in the sense that he was, what did he wrong? And she's going, no, it was lovely. <laughs> that was, it was so well observed. Uh, uh, it really was good. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty so short. Yeah, uh, like I would happily, you know, just because while this has really good development, it doesn't have necessarily an awful lot of plot, right? So like if I have to wait another year for for the plot to move on even ever so slightly, I just kind of wish it would come around a bit quicker, you know? Yeah. The, do you remember she was in a thing though with Paul Rudd on Netflix? Yeah, and I, I can't even... Seemed- yeah, yeah where he was either he was like cloned or something. I think I yeah. watched a couple of episodes of it and it all kind of fell apart. But this is also broadcast in the US. It's a, it's a combination ah, between right. Channel 4 and Hulu. And it's uh, like the first season picked up a bit. It was very critically acclaimed here and it won a BAFTA. And it kind of flew under the, the radar there. So I hope it kind of picks oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'd hope so. Right. OK, yeah, that is it is very well worth uh, checking out. So the three shows we were talking about today, Schmigadoo, new episodes every Friday, Apple TV Plus. Anna Geary's Why Girls Quick uh, Sport that's on Thursdays at 9.30 in RTE 2 of course you can try watching it in the RTE player and This Way Up all of season 2 now streaming on all four James Dempsey thanks a million you are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk and take a break back in a couple of minutes Moncrief on News Talk brought to you by Avant Money think you're getting the best value from your bank think again